0: All right, welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go live to share with you what I uh, see in the local real estate market here in the Bay Area. I also comment on any sort of headline articles that come on for the weekend, uh, for the week, for the past week, and of course, this is a live show. So if you're tuning in on social media, on my YouTube channel, just leave a question in the comments below. I will answer everything that happens in real time If you don't watch this in in real time, you can always leave a comment and I'll answer it either the next show or separately. Um, Some quick news as well for this week. One of my listings just came on the market yesterday, 104 Los Patios. You can check it out. We'll have a link in the description below, www.104lospatios.com. That is a $2.5 million single family home in Los Gatos. Beautiful home, amazing views. Be sure to check that out. Also got a listing agreement signed this week. We have a uh, a condo slash town, actually a townhome in Fremont coming up over the next one month or so, and also just got an offer accepted today. So we got a condo accepted out in uh, Belmont, actually. So let's jump right into it. First news of the day, millions will enter housing market in 2021. Uh, this is a survey from Zillow it showed that more than one in 10 Americans reported moving in the past 12 months, which is a much higher ratio than usual. And it just shows like with this great reshuffling, what has been going on. I mean, everybody needs more space, but I think what's going to be interesting is that the shuffle is happening back. So it will be interesting to see that the shuffle will go back because now people are going back to the office hence why we're seeing San Mateo County, Santa Clara County do so well, especially over the last few months. That has been accelerated, but there's going to be continuous shuffles of renters into homeowners. So that's also a very, very big move, especially as millennials have a lot of disposable income and now want the ability to become a homeowner. So quite interesting to see. We should continue to see a very incredible year ahead of us in terms of the Real estate market. A couple of other news. There's always been a uh, uh, different companies will have its own strategy in terms of how they want to expand their corporate real estate. In this case, Waymo, which is a division of Google, they already have a campus and a site in San Francisco, but because of the geography of the area itself, I think there's going to be continued interest there. So Google already has a couple of offices in San Francisco. Looks like they're actually looking to build another one. Uh, or at least add a lot more lease space to the San Francisco location. So, I mean, Google is all over the Bay Area. I mean, they're in San Francisco, they're in the Mountain View area. Uh, they have YouTube, which I think it's in like San Bruno-ish. Uh, you have there, and then you have um, in San Jose, the is actually going underway now. So there's a lot more public news about it, which was not there before. So a lot of exciting information, a lot of exciting developments continue to happen with Google, and all of their subsidiaries. Next, tech, life sciences, bolster commercial market in the Bay Area, upswell in leasing, investment shows, viability, business, land market. So it continues to be interesting. A lot of activity is still continuing to happen in big tech, but the biggest players and the biggest acquisitions that cannot buy fast enough, or get into leases fast enough, which is the biotech uh, arena. They are continuing to expand like crazy. Um, really interesting to see. As you can see, any available loud space on the market has been quickly snatched up by current and upcoming biotech businesses. And it seems like even more develop developers are working on office life science conversions due to the never-ending demand on the peninsula. I've been saying this time and time again. You have seen it for yourself. If you drive by 101, I think it's uh I think it's Burlingame, game. You'll see, um, you'll see a massive facility that is going to think be moved in so, likely sometime later this year. And that one, the last time I reported it a couple of weeks ago, was already like seventy percent or eighty percent leased out already. So anytime when it comes to this lab space, I mean they cannot get this fast enough. And there's just a lot of innovation, a lot of uh, things changing when it comes to the biotech space. And they want prime location for a reason. So something just to be mindful of. Next, real estate, big investors grab the Symantec Mountain View buildings. Investors buy office buildings on big sites that can be bulldozed and redeveloped. For those that you're familiar, I mean, um, these are pretty massive sites and they're pretty close to Google. So Norton LifeLock, uh, a software firm once known as Symantec, uh, had owned these buildings actually for some time. So for anyone that knows about kind of the Google Quad and kind of the Mountain View area, I mean, they own a lot of great space. So it's it's possible where they may tear it down and repurpose it, most likely for Google. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out. But huge spaces altogether and investors see a big opportunity, hence why you still see activity of buying these massive and expensive uh, office space. Let's take a look at San Francisco rents, the state of rental real estate in San Francisco zip rent and the rent decline reversal. It's been a pretty staggering drop over the past 12 months. As you may know, for anyone that lives in San Francisco, especially for apartments, the market has dropped, as you can see, 27%. Incredible. I would say it depends as well, though, because this is as steep as it has been for mostly like studios and one-bedroom apartments, things like that. But um, if it's a larger unit, like a two-bedroom, three-bedroom, single-family, the drop has been very significantly different. However, they are noticing that while uh, a lot of people have left, it is without a doubt people are moving back into the city, whether it's as an, for apartments, which I think will be one of the earliest uh, signs. But even on the purchase side, I'll go over momentarily related to the data so that you can see for yourself about the activities of people actually moving back and actually wanting to buy a condo in San Francisco because San Francisco is opening up. Governor Newsom mentioned, I think by mid-June, most likely everything will be opened up. And it's kind of interesting because it's a combination of vaccines are fully readily available for anyone next week to at least get yourself in line. So if you haven't already, Get ready for that because it's going to be a huge queue because now it opens up to everyone. So get your vaccine shots from that perspective and get it early. But at the same time, by mid-June, he says like everything may be completely back to normal. Sure, we may have to wear masks and that's just for the safety of ourselves and for others. But for the most part, everything may be opened back up. And so a big reason in San Francisco is that social aspect that people have been craving for for a long, long time. And if that opens up again, San Francisco is going to be wild because, uh, you know, if you have ever been to downtown these days, any of them, Mountain View, Sunnyvale, San Francisco, it's already really busy. And we are just getting started for for confidence of people willing to go back out. So we're going to be seeing some wild activities. It's going to be a a wild summer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So for those, i like this question uh, quite a bit. Um, what's going on with foreclosures? And will this, you know, will there be a, a ton of new listings coming on the market? What is what is likely to happen? It's really hard to say if there would be, but the likelihood is probably not. And here's the reason. There are two reasons. If you think about it, for those that are actually not able to make payments, they have had a lot of leeway in terms of not having to actually pay back their loan. But as you have seen across the board, Home prices have increased sub- substantially. So the crazy part about this is that people have actually been able to not pay their mortgages and have their prices go up. So it's kind of this, uh, this situation, which is a completely different story than in 2008, 2009, right, where prices were tanking. They had to sell um, and nobody was, was buying. So it's a completely different environment that we're in right now, which is pretty wild. But it's something to be noted as well. And I think there's just so much support from the government to really almost extend this indefinitely. Like it's been extended for a full year. If you've been waiting, you've been waiting for a full year. You've missed out on probably 10, 15, 20% increases in the last year. And uh, there's a price to pay when you don't make the right bet. So it's really interesting to see. It looks like they're trying to propose another extension to 2022. I think politically, they don't want anybody to lose their home, so it's a it's really interesting to see, and um, I suspect this will probably be the case. Um, I think some people might be even taking advantage of this, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Um, just be mindful of this if you're even looking for any possible foreclosures and things like that. And also be understanding: foreclosures only happen if the value of the home is is less than what they can the bank will take it at, right? Because otherwise, if you let's say you had a home worth a million bucks and then the bank has an $800,000 loan on it or you have a a debt of $800,000, well, you have a $200,000 equity. So unless it's under that amount, then that's when they would go through foreclosures to give it back to the bank. But because things have gone so much higher, that buffer and that equity is actually somewhat high, even if they were 95% leverage in the past when they bought the home given probably homes in most areas got up 10% the very least, they already have a 15% buffer. So they already can sell it for a profit. Something something to be mindful of when it comes to uh, this as well. It's all relative to the equity uh, because that, that is what truly gives them the options as to what they can do. So that's uh, my feedback related to foreclosures. And lastly, these are the most competitive housing markets in the U.S., Let's take a look. Which are the most competitive markets? By its definition, San, San Jose ranked first in both the credit score and down payment categories, pushing it to the top spot overall. LendingTree ranked San Jose as just the 17th in the shopping around category. In San Jose, 84% had a credit score of 720 and an average down, down payment close to 23%. Incredible to see. So the wild part about this market is that we are people are not buying in all cash. I mean, there are some, but not not that, not that much, quite frankly. Number one. Number two, it's just regular buyers, like regular employee, you know, just regular employees uh, for these companies that are buying, right? They have good credit score. They're putting a, a good amount down, especially in this market where it's a rising price market. You have to factor in some level of appraisal risk. It doesn't necessarily mean you go with an appraisal contingency. It just means you need to be able to budget maybe extra 5% just in case. It's always case by case of how much others have sold for. So you have to be strategic with your realtor when you're competing, but also at the same time, ensuring that you're protected when it comes to the down payment and any sort of appraisal gap that you may have. But it is really interesting. You can see San Jose is one of the top spots. Uh, but at the same time, you have other ones. Austin, Texas, wild. Seattle hasn't actually had too much, um, hasn't had too much uh, noise, but it's been doing very, very well. At the same time, and but still, even San Jose, San Francisco, Raleigh, North Carolina, these are the three metros with the most competitive home buyers. So if you want to talk about competition, while there may be a lot of bidders in other markets. The reality of high quality bidders are still in these markets because they're doing very, very well, at least from their personal um, uh, salary and income perspective. So something to be mindful of as you guys compete. Be sure at the end of the day, I mean, the realtor matters. Most offers, if it's priced fair, especially in the I would say the one to two and a half million dollar range will have a good amount of offers, maybe 10 to 20 offers. Um, so, uh, it's just something to be mindful of as you go, as you go hunt. All right, let's take a look at the activity. So San Mateo County, uh, in terms of new listings this week, 215 new listings. This is a very high amount, much higher than previous times. And right now we have spring break. Uh, so, you know, I have my listing up. I'm not sure if that will affect things. We'll see what happens. But in terms of number of new listings, we have a lot of new listings. 215 contingent pending has dropped for this week 178 we'll see how it plays out next week as you can see last week we had a ton that went contingent pending so that may also have an impact take a look at the prices this is always a week by week comparison you can see as we go through kind of the 8th and ninth of april it seems like we're going to continue to push records that is my prediction as well I don't think it's this crazy number as well as before, but I think it would probably be about this level, if not a little bit higher, in my opinion, given what I know others that are going to be selling for in April. This is my guess. But take a look at condos and townhomes. Look at this role reversal. It's been really, really interesting to see this change right now. I mean, we're pushing prior to pre-COVID levels. So really interesting to see as people want to get back into living in these prime areas, especially due to work. Santa Clara County, 560 new listings this week, incredible amounts. Don't complain to me about inventory. We have, what is a 30% more new listings a week than we have pre-COVID. Um, so really high numbers. Now, Continue pending, 443. We'll see if this continues to be the case. But as you can see from a pricing perspective, my guess is that it won't see this kind of steep increase over the last uh, month, but I think it will probably continue to push a little bit higher. Like I said, this has been a really stark increase. It's been about 15 20% within the last two months. I think it will slow down a little bit, so it gives a lot of buyers a lot more hope that there's a less of an appraisal gap or issue, but I think it will still continue to rise given what we see. But lots of new listings, 560 Incredible. That's a lot of homes on the market. Alameda County. Man, look at this though. Even 10 days in, it's shaping to be absolutely wild. I mean, look at this increase. Uh, I don't think it'll end at this. Then you better hope not. Um, unless you're a seller, that is a different story. Um, but this is pretty wild right now. So we'll see what happens. I think it should lower. Um, my guess is probably to one two. Actually, a little bit higher than one two, but as of right now, it's already at one three, which would be crazy if that was the case. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, I, I'm making a several bids in Fremont. It's not it's not impossible because the ones in Fremont that we're bidding on single family, they are just blowing through. I mean, any comps. I think relative to my analysis, bidding across the entire Bay Area. Like Fremont area has been one of the most, uh, biggest differences in terms of what it should go for, even when you factor in things like this, which is a premium. So, um, it's pretty wild in Fremont. And so it it could very well be leading to this. So something to be mindful of, as you can see, even condos and townhomes have picked up, breaking up, you know, all time. Uh, well not all time, but at least for the last year in terms of prices. We'll wrap up with a few more Contra Costa County incredible growth continues to see that growth. I mean look at this year over year comparison. I mean that's uh that's what 30 30 something percent, almost 40% growth in the last year for single family, pretty incredible to see. Condos, townhomes have also increased. Let's wrap up with San Francisco so that people can get a, a little bit of a glimpse. You can see single family still an increase as you can see it's been picking up over the last several months. So single family has done very well. Even condos, as you can see here has continued to pick up. So I mentioned before, people are starting to see, um, the opportunity to go back, but I don't think we're going to break any sort of record numbers, but the property that you may like may no longer be as, uh, easy to get as it was before. So that's something just to be mindful of. It may be, uh, may be a little bit more competition The days on market will shrink but nothing too crazy as you can see through this chart. So that that wraps up this week's episode. If you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, make sure you like it, subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're listening on the podcast, be sure to leave a positive five-star review there. And if you want to check out my latest listing, you can see it just recently posted right here. It's at 104 Los Patios. I think you'll absolutely love it. I'll see you at the next one. Enjoy the weekend. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to leave a five-star review for wherever you have searched for it. And if you wanted to talk about your real estate goals, feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at spencer at spencerhsu.com or give me a call or text 408-223-5493. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.